Welcome to We Talk About Dead People. We've got something interesting coming for you today, but I think the first thing that I should talk about here is that in the future, I'm going to go from sounding like this to sounding like this. And that's good for many reasons. But the number one being, <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> yes, I have upgraded. And it's about time, too, because I've been using the same kind of microphone for, gosh, this whole show. And I'm not here to brag about all the cool stuff that I now have or anything like that. But it's kind of nice, isn't it? So, don't worry, it's not going to be too nice. I'm still going to be treating my studio like, a, well, it is a basement. It's probably always going to be some kind of a basement from now on, uh, since things have been adjusting themselves out there in the real world to make it, <laughs> well, it's uh, hard to plan long term when everything's fucking crazy. Of course, you're all aware of that. Um, it's less crazy when you look away from the screens, and I promise I won't go on a big rant about the mainstream media again. Um, well, I'm not going to make that promise, because... I was talking to Neil Eckert of the War and Conquest podcast, and he's been not bugging me, but encouraging me uh, for quite a long time to start my own show about that. And the reason I haven't is because starting a new show now uh, instantly puts you through a dozen filters that I would probably fail. Because as it turns out, pointing out the techniques of communication and all of that stuff can be, oh, I don't know what you'd say, it's... It can make you sound paranoid, and it can also trigger the system, and then you have to deal with censorship and people thinking you're, you know, a political nutbag, which I am not. Um, you know, even just targeting a little bit of analysis at the media f freaks people out. They're like, you must like a, be like a Q person. And I'm like, nope, I'm just a researcher, and uh, I can... Eh, there's a lot of people who can see what's going on with it, but... Uh, you know, it pisses me off probably more than most people, <laughs> mainly because, uh, well, I said I wouldn't go on a rant, but here I go. Anyway, I'm putting this together because for a few weeks, we've been all been waiting for part two of George's presentation um, for for this uh, latest latest series. And it's funny because I can't even remember what we were talking about. It's been that long. Um, but I will just I'll just be honest with you. I've already got uh, part one of my next Thing ready to roll, and I want to record it, and uh, I've got an interview um, that I want to put out, and it's a little bit scary to do it because it's probably one of the more controversial things um, we talk about because history is this way of being like a separate narrative from our world where we're like, oh, that was then, this is now, this is today, and that was then, so knowing these stories, you know, it's, it's through the filter of years and years, and yes, that's, that's very, very true. Uh, but when you start talking about contemporary things, things that happen today, things that happened last year, or things that might happen in the future, then you're entering a completely different realm. And that's scary, because talking about what might be coming out of the future based on what we think we know or what we actually might know about history, uh, you start to make predictions and you start to you know name some names, I guess, and it really it puts you... Um, I never wanted to be controversial with the show, but it seems like every passing day, there's nothing you can't talk about that's not controversial. Uh, 
And it's not that I'm afraid of being controversial in the sense that, like, it always makes for interesting content, but I don't want to have the show become known because it's controversial. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want people to be like, oh, wow, that's that controversial history podcast. You know, he's he's secretly like a like a conspiracy theorist, crazy person. And, you know, he denies, well, I'm assuming all of these things about him and I've never met him. I just listened to an episode. Sort of like uh, we had a review recently where one lady was really pissed off that I kept using the word hillbilly. And that was the point. You know, she said in her review something like, oh, I have a family member who was a coal miner and you using the word hillbilly, you know, he was from West Virginia and it's really offensive. And I'm like, yeah, well, um, my grandfather or great grandfather and my uh, many people in my family were also literally coal miners in West Virginia. But people have the attention span of a goldfish these days. So <laughs> I think it's just time to bite the bullet and accept that morons will think that being controversial is bad. And they're going to find anything to get mad about. And, you know, <laughs> I think when people hear me say morons, they hear me saying, like, Democrats or Republicans. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, there. if you can't see it by now, um, maybe from the last year, that the majority of people out there are literally zombified by their television screens, um, I've got some bad news for you. In fact, there was this moment last week where I wanted to release an episode like this, just called Boomers. And I still might do it, because there is nothing I like examining more than the different generations and how their personalities are developed based on, you know, the eras that they grew up in and what they're seeing now and how they filter their reality. And uh, I, I really would like to do it, but you know what? If I start, you know, basically describing a cultural trend with boomers, it's going to make boomers mad. And I, the problem with me is I'm afraid to make people mad. Even when I'm just telling, you know, giving my perspective on my own goddamn show, I'm still afraid of like, you know, pissing someone off. And I'm kind of trying to learn to get over that, which is why our next interview, I know it's controversial and it will make some of you go like, oh my God, I can't listen to this show anymore. And some of you are going to write a one-star review, but I was with the show, you know, and it's fine. It's fine because one of the things that's happening right now, and you can, if you're honest with yourself, you'll see it, is there are all these great filters occurring within different schools of thought. And the um, our different bigotries and uh, biases and all these things are, that are coming out are, are becoming clear as day. And I definitely have a, a bias toward intelligent and open conversation. But it seems to me that less and less people do, and they feel more and more entitled to stomp on your neck or write you a bad review or cancel their patronage because they don't like something that you said. Well... I'm getting to the point where I'm like, listen, the mainstream media and mainstream media uh, movies and all that stuff can only exist if they're constantly expanding their, um, their, their uh, essentially audience base, which means accepting essentially everybody, which we've seen the effect that such a thing has occurred within the schools with... Uh, you know, um, affirmative action, which everybody hates now, which is really not affirmative action. Um, no child left behind. I get them mixed up sometimes. Uh, shit. See, this is a this is what, where I'm going to run into trouble. I'm going to say something like that, and people will just turn the show off and be like, "I hate this man." I'm just working through my thoughts here. Um, 
what you see with things like No Child Left Behind is that you appeal to the lowest common denominator. And that's not what I want to do with this show. Because, and with, there's already a great filter on it, um, which works really well. It's called Being Interested in History. I can't, like, personally, I have a hard time believing that anyone would want to just go through their life without understanding at least the basics about where we come from, where we've been, what our story as humanity is. I don't understand people who don't ever think about that. I just, I don't. And it's not because there's something wrong with them. There's plenty of people who just never, ever took an interest in history, and that's fine. But the filter is, are you open-minded? Can you hear some tough stuff? Can you come along with us as we go on this journey together? Because I'm not a history expert. I'm just a dude who likes to research stuff and shows history as my topic. You know, so the filter on this show is basically if you're interested in history, you're good to go. But that's going to start changing because a lot more people are getting interested in history and they're looking at it and they're seeing only what they want to see. The stuff that makes their group look good, the stuff that makes another group look bad. Uh, and this you're just like, oh, well, they filter it so that all, oh, you know, like, oh, well, you know, um, I got to make sure that everybody knows that I was some. They're like, what was it? Who said this? Um, I, I can't remember which guy it was. Uh, uh, it's going to kill me. There was one of those writers out there. Maybe it was Orwell. Uh, it makes it, I make it sound like I read Orwell all the time. I really don't. But somebody, somebody once said that taking pride in your, like your heritage, um, uh, I'm going to butcher it, but basically there's people who want to take, who want to make sure that everybody knows that their guys were the guys and, the, and nobody else did anything good ever. So they, they sort of like morph the historical narrative to like never allow for any mistakes or never admit defeat or, you know, my, my group just never got a chance. And yep. Well, we saw that a little bit with the whole Irish thing. We saw a little bit of it with Romania with uh, Ceausescu and all this stuff, where it's like, oh, yes, given the chance, they'll they'll rise up and, you know, it's just the Romanian way, it's just the Irish way. And I, honestly, I, I like to distance myself from that kind of thing, because I sort of, sort of like to, you know, what I like to highlight in these stories that we tell is essentially high virtue or high villainy, because they're moral decisions, which is, a, you know, it shows agency, and that's interesting. People who are making moral calls and making controversial decisions are the ones who make history. That's the whole point. So you do have to talk about controversial figures sometime. Um, but anyway, yeah, I do. So this interview that's going to come out, it's going to make some people mad. I'm fine with that. And I don't think I would have been last year. But after all we've been through together and, you know, the stuff I've held back on this show, I, I, I just... Maybe I'll start another thing and just make it like a dear diary. Aaron thought this today. And you can all just listen in and think that's great. But I don't know. I, I kind of like the We Talk About Dead People brand. And you can almost always relate something to a dead person. Which is why another thing I want to do on this show. Um, in interim, interim, inter, inter, between normal episodes. Is I want to start reading books by dead people out loud. Um, mainly because I want to really practice my reading skills. Which... You know, sounds kind of silly. Aaron, you can't read? Well, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Uh, but no, I actually recorded a few of these and didn't put them out because they were mostly just for practice. And I might put them out later as like, you know, 
just like in between episodes just to keep people you know engaged and listening and that sort of thing um but you know they're like they're like books like social commentary political thought theology some theology and you know people are going to hear me reading this stuff and you know I, i've seen it so much at this point that i'm just kind of kind of accept that if you read a book out loud and you say, ah, oh, yes, what a, what an interesting perspective. There are dumb people out there, and I don't mean to be offensive, but, well, maybe I do a little bit. There are dumb people out there who, when they hear you read something, think you advocate for everything that person advocated for. And it seems that after years of dealing with this, that's not going anywhere. Did you know that Aaron read pieces of Mein Kampf during the Joseph Goebbels episode? And, no, it wasn't Mein Kampf, it was Nazi Sozi, or whatever the hell. Um... You know, and they can pull this out, and it's like the only thing, the only, the only difference is, and the only defense I think I have against that kind of thing is that I have no, no interest at all in like getting famous or taking power or making lots of money. I just don't. I'm interested in learning and finding these stories and all this, you know, all this higher level stuff, you know. Um, and that's, that's no judgment upon anybody else. Yes. Yes. Go, you know, shake your ass on TikTok and make a million dollars. Good for you. Have fun. Um, but I, I, I tend to, I tend to want to aim a little higher and that's going to mean, um, bothering some normies and that's fine. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it's going to have to be. And, uh, you know, that's, that's whatever. It's fine. It's fine. You know, I took one of the most offensive... I'll give you an example of this. Okay, all right. So I, I had this... I talk about it frequently, but I had this class um, with a professor who I valued dearly. And um, he was... He had a section of a lecture about communication um, where he just put the F word up on the big screen and said nothing at all to see how the students would respond. And when I went there, halfway through the lecture, he switches to this slide and then bam, right in big, bold, beautiful letters, just that four letter word right up there on the screen. And he didn't say anything. He just stood there and looked at it. And there would, there was this giggle throughout the room. Like people just started like, this is like, what is this guy doing? Like he's a professor. This is a Christian university too. How can he get away with this? And then, you know, he made a point about it, which was basically like, a lot of you in this room felt pain when you saw that word because you don't hear it very often. A lot of you are laughing because you don't know what to do. And that's what people do when they don't know what to do is they try to put on a smile and make it go away. Um, and uh, he said, just look at the variety of reactions to literally four symbols on a white screen. And you can deduce quite a bit about communication from that sort of thing. Um, well, when I went to that class, it was everybody's favorite lecture. Two years later, he was in front of some kind of uh, board at the school because he did that, and somebody got offended. And I just remember thinking, wow, somebody really missed the point of that. All they saw was the word, and all they felt was that pain, and all they wanted to do was form a tenured professor at a high-end university over one word. And that's just... I don't understand people like that, but there, I can just tell you right now, there's more of them than you think there are, there are. And in fact, probably a lot of people listening to this don't realize how easy it is to just make them mad with a word or a picture. I mean, there's a lot of people who see a picture of, 
Um, you know, let's just let's just go for it. let's just go for it right now. Uh, let's just reach for the low hanging fruit. I put a picture of Trump. No words, nothing else. I just put it out on social media. What happens? What happens? I mean, lots of people see that face and they feel pain. <laughs> but there's plenty of people who see that face and they're like, he's fighting for us patriots. It's just a face. It's a picture on a screen. And what's happening in your brain is reactive, right? Now, I'll, I'll admit, I have things that get me riled up with a single word. It's true. It's part of being human. However, if you're living in that reactive state like that, and you're just like, oh my god, I saw this thing, and I saw that, there was this thing, and you're just like living on this constant like hatred, rage, or fear, um, fear vibe, kind of sucks. Uh, and honestly, if you're an, if you're essentially addicted to rage, and you come you know, commenting on my show, saying that, like, poof, I'm so offended by the hillbilly word. Like, well, you're talking to one. <laughs> I mean, or at least one who came from those kinds of people. And it doesn't bother me, so why does it bother you? Is it because it's a pejorative? Okay. Just how nice do you need the world to be? Right? Because I know that... <laughs> You know, my at least the people in my family who were coal miners, you know, they broke their back for a good part of their life, breathing in that shit, you know, a couple of them, you know, they had lung problems their whole lives, you know, it's just like, that's life. It's not pleasant. And if you think, you know, I need, if I feel like I need to go ahead and get offended on the behalf of my own great grandfather, <laughs> and probably, you know, his dad and his dad and his dad, who are all laborers. Um, I think they'd think I was pretty pathetic. And my ancestors are smiling on me, Imperial. What about yours? <laughs> Being offended on behalf of the guy who broke his back so you could be here sitting on your internet magic box, listening to a, uh, listening to a podcast for free. You know, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting that you would throw that away uh, and pretend that you're doing it to protect the good name. Uh, that's not very honorable, in my opinion. And this isn't directed at just this one person who wrote that review. It's basically directed at anybody who listens to one thing and just immediately writes it off. Oh, I can't learn anything here. That person's a conservative. I can't learn anything here. Well, that person's a liberal. And, uh, you know, then there's me, a guy like me. I'm like, wow, conservatives and liberals, they got a lot of learning to do. <laughs> uh, they got a lot of learning to do. Because uh, we're we're entering into a world which is, well, quite frankly, much more complex than that kind of thing. And if you can handle this sort of thing, and if you're along for the ride, uh, you're welcome. Anybody who can just try not to get into that fear zone down in your gut, you know, that feeling of like, I gotta kill something. Um, you're welcome to come along. And the people who are going to get offended because we talk about some stuff that makes them unhappy. Um, and believe me, it's on both sides. Uh, and I'm not saying that to be Mr. Fence-sitter. I'm just, because I didn't want to believe it, I wanted to believe there was a good guy in this in this fight. But no, they're basically all just um, either trying to sell you something or keep you in that fear zone, that anger zone, you know, that, that uh, 
sort of lowered state where you can't do anything except for watch more. I mean, okay, so let's let's pick everyone's favorite fence center, and I've mentioned this man before. I've mentioned him before. He's getting a little bit crucified now. Tim Poole, Mr. Hatman himself. Mr. Beanie. Now, <laughs> I work a job where I have to wear a beanie all day. It's great, um, but it's really cold. I wear it out of necessity. Mr. Beanie wears it to presumably, I don't know, look younger or something like that. Or I've heard rumors that he's hiding a bald spot. But everyone hates him now. And why is that? Because all through 2020, all he did was get angry and bluster and blah, 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 blah. But two years ago, he was the darling of the of the intellectuals. Um, well, three years, more like three years ago. Because he was a he was a lefty who could who could see through and his own party's problems and you know his own group's problems you know he he liked to ride his skateboard so he's just like you and me, and he quickly turned into a caricature and you know I don't want to just I'm not the point is not to pick on the one guy, but I will say. You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain, and I have no intention of becoming part of that um that sort of like <clears throat> I filter everything I say because I'm afraid to get canceled but I also don't want to be in that group of people who are like I'll say anything I want because of free speech we're not living in that kind of world anymore and I'll never forget um early on you know James and I were talking about this and we've been talking and hemming and hawing around it for for ever since the show started like got to have free speech got to have free speech we we just Nobody knows what that is anymore. Everyone's got their ideas, and, you know, constitutionalists and what, what, what not, you know, they like to push the buttons and, you know, <clears throat> wow, look at that guy. He can, he can really say what he thinks. Sure, but is he thinking it, or is he just copying it? Did he get his talking points from elsewhere? Some other, you know, free speech advocate or whatever, you know? So, yeah, I, I would think it's safe to say very safe to say, that in uh, the coming stuff, we're going to go places that are not easy to go. And I hope you'll sympathize with us a little bit, because we're the ones making the show, and we're trying to keep as many people as happy as possible. Um, but the reality is, the time is is now to just stop, stop it with the BS. I mean... I mean, aren't you tired of, like, all these fake takes from people who who just, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. They know what side they're on. They know where their bread's buttered. Um, wouldn't it be nice if you could just find a couple of people who would be very genuine with you as much as they could? Because I'm not even convinced that it's it's 100% uh, possible to be 100% genuine these days because there's just so many you know, mental blocks that keep people from going places that they don't want to go. And they don't even see it happen. You know, it's really interesting. But yeah, wouldn't it be nice to just be able to rely on somebody to not be yanking your chain? You know, somebody with no agenda? Well, if you're here, uh, I'll just say, uh, I do have an agenda. Oh my God, Aaron admitted it. He has an agenda. Uh, yeah, my agenda is to help people essentially have a good time while talking about things that are hard. Uh, my goal is to get people to help people to take things less seriously while also th taking things from a, from a more, 
uh, zoomed out perspective. Like what effect did this person have on where we are today? That sort of thing. As opposed to like, oh, Andrew Jackson, you know, he was he was a big bad man. It's like, okay, well, that's the the two-year-old's take on it. Um, we can talk about it if you want, but if you start out with, I will not listen to a show about Andrew Jackson. Well, we're going to cover Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> there you go. I spoiled it. I said last little intro that I was covering a new president. I have been working on Abraham Lincoln for months, and it's going to be... <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, a good one, because we started the show with Lincoln and his assassination, and we're coming full circle to get things from the other side. And it's a little scary. It's a little scary. I won't lie. Um, but I'm I'm getting I'm getting to the point, guys, where I'm starting to feel like uh it's kind of fun to fight, isn't it? Like I don't know. Like it seems like there's two sides that are sort of boiling out these days. There's always two sides to every issue. There's a dozen sides to every issue, as uh, Bill the Blizzard would say in that hideous strength. Um, it's uh, it's kind of getting to a point where it's like you're either kind of like part of the the zombie clan or you're part of the survivor clan, and that's that's kind of interesting because it appears to cross political divides, which is great because political divides are fake and stupid. Uh, you know, if you do enough. If you watch the TV enough with a critical eye, you can see that most people kind of agree on everything. They just like different words, and they like different kinds of memes, uh, and they like different energies. Uh, I could talk about that more if you guys want more controversial content. I can give you my takes on politics now. Uh, not that they matter, because <clears throat> I have I have very, very weak political views and very, very strong practical views, which pisses off most people who are interested in politics, so there's that. But anyway, um, I think I think uh, going forward, I'm going to embrace that. I'm going to embrace that we're going to make some people mad. And I'm just also going to assume that if somebody gets unreasonably angry about stuff that I consider reasonable, I'm just going to consider them unreasonable. And <laughs> no, it's not fair, but I've got people who think that, you know, um, you know, think that... Uh, I'm, you know, a bad guy because I look into history at all. You know, it's it's interesting, but uh, you know, that I can that I'll read a quote with a, you know, a mean word in it or something like that or I'll read something that's overtly, you know, racist or something like that. And I just don't care because it's just a story. It's just the story, the one we have to work with. And reality is unpleasant. And I think here's another thing that's kind of fun to think about. Um People who get mad about the way that things are, you know, it's like Ben Shapiro always says, facts don't care about your feelings. Well, <laughs> facts don't care about Ben Shapiro either. <laughs> uh, the, the reality is there's, there's people who get mad at reality, which is fascinating to me because it sort of is like, it's almost like people who are, who like go around all day pissed off because they can't flap their arms and fly. I can't imagine a bigger waste of time than that. Like, just, like, sitting in your room seething on Twitter because I can't fly. I can't flap my wings and fly, and I'm so sad that I can't fly. It's like, well, you know, you can either accept that as reality, 
Or you can try to work with reality to learn how to make a plane. But sitting around feeling sorry for yourself isn't getting us anywhere. It's just putting you on a perpetual rage cycle. And uh, the rage cycle is headed straight for a cliff. I hate to tell you. <laughs> and it's a unicycle with a little horn and a flower that shoots water and you look ridiculous. Please get off the rage cycle. <laughs> We've been on it for, what, 10 years? 20 years? <laughs> you know? Like, how, how, long, how long do we have to go on hating each other and fighting? And how long do we have to stay in this, this lowered state of, like, of just, oh, look, Biden's at it again. You know, Trump's at it again. Just take some ownership. Take some responsibility. I am not responsible for your, for, you know, making sure that you are happy. I'm going to try to make things nice and fun. But, you know, if you feel something strike you wrong and you, 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 you just can't listen to the show anymore, just there's the door. And I know you're going to want to write a bad review because you're mad. Um, and you're going to do that. But one of the vectors that I use these days is if a show is a five, I'm like, that must not be a... That's either an excellent show or it's, you know, it's Hillary Clinton's podcast or whatever. Um, it's a it's a corporate podcast. It's one of these ones that, you know, you click discover and you have to go through 50 different celebrities who still think they're relevant um, talking about the drugs they used in the parties they went to. Like, if you want... If you want genuine human beings, you're going to have to find the podcasts that have a 4.5 <laughs> uh, almost all of the time. And I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> I see a 5.0. I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. Um, but if I see a 4.5 or even a 4, I'm like, this person must have said something useful. You know? Anyway, that doesn't mean I'm going to get all political because it's not a political show. But I'm just, I'm making a commitment to you now um, as a podcaster that the art form of podcasting, it's a, it's one of the last really free platforms. Uh, and it's, it's getting, it's getting rough. Um, it's going to get rougher in the future because the powers that be within the media empire know that. And, you know, I, I was just looking at the new Apple update the other day, and I don't know how long it's been this way, but I never knew you could report a show. Maybe it's new. I never knew you could report a show for incorrect language. And I was like, well, I don't even know what that means. Incorrect? I mean, I assume that means that if you're not using a specific lexicon that the, you know, that the mainstream media approves of, that you are an incorrect, obsolete man and must be liquidated. You know, that sort of thing. I don't know. Anybody could go report me for incorrect language. They could. They really could. Would it be fair? Maybe within that rule set. But... You know, I never, I never, ex not it never, I expected that for a long time. But I just laughed when I saw it and took a screenshot and sent it to Neil. I was like, you better watch out because it's, uh, it's the crackdown is coming. And, uh, you know, hey, look, I mean, it's like it, it, maybe it's necessary. Like the Q people are kind of, kind of out there and that sort of thing. I get cracking down, but at the same time, it's like, First they came for the Q people, and then they came for Ben Shapiro, and then they came for, for we talk about dead people, you know, as the saying goes. And you wonder, you know, I wonder this a lot. I wonder, how do people, like, how do people fall into this? How does this happen? Because, like, for years, everybody's like, democracy dies in darkness, and USA will never be fascist. 
all that stuff, and I'm like, well, you're forcing people to line up with a very specific, always changing set of values, and you're policing their speech, okay, and not just political speech, like alternative health and stuff like that, that most people just sort of roll their eyes and move along, right? Like stuff that doesn't appear to ha do anything obviously harmful. Uh, it's, it's just like, um, it's like you gave a stick to a toddler and put him in a china shop. You're like, don't break any of these. And they're like, oh, I'm breaking all of these. You're like, well, I trust you not to break this last one. You know, just this one's got grandma's ashes in it. Don't break it. Like, is he going to stop? Does he have those values? Is he going to protect grandma's ashes? Come on, let's get real. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I'm just committing to you now. <laughs> Prepare for maybe the most controversial we talk about dead people stuff yet. And again, when I say controversial, I mean like the window has moved to where our probably our early episodes would be considered like horrifyingly offensive or whatever. And somewhere in there, I've said something that's, you know, can be clipped or cut together or whatever. And you know what? I accept. I accept. We live in a world where we can have a holographic president, allegedly. <laughs> Just kidding about that. Um, oh, well, you know, we live in a world where we've had a president who looks like a Cheeto. And that's interesting. You know, I think that's very strange. I've never would have. I mean, could you imagine if you told you know, people a hundred years ago, you're going to have a president who had a television show on a magic box where he basically picked on people trying to start businesses or whatever. Uh, and then he became the president of the United States. And then after that, we had uh, a clown show of a year, which was absolutely, you know, insane. And I really don't have, I, I do have very strong opinions about 2020, but I, that's another thing. Um, but, you know, then we've got this election where where everybody's afraid that the, the president might, like, literally die in office or, like, morph into a, a computer. At any, like, they're going to upload his consciousness and it's going to be, like, Metal Gear Solid. He's just going to pop up. And it, what's that character? From, is it uh, Colonel? The Colonel? I'm sure you've all seen that Biden meme with uh, where he's playing the Colonel and he's talking to one of the characters and he's like, you know, well... This is get this is already getting low. Uh, talking about this, you know, this the current state of politics is sort of like it feels like it's sort of like I don't know. It's like it's like picking on a you know. It's, it's like it's really like it feels dirty, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel dirty? Like the moment I brought any of that up, it just feels gross. I don't know. I mean, that's just me. Um. Anytime I talk about any of those people, those crazy freaking people out there, I get like, ugh, like nasty, disgusting. Like, ugh, they're like frog people. <laughs> eh, that's enough ranting about that. Anyway, so um, we'll have part two out of the uh, of the whoever George is covering. <laughs> we'll have that out soon. He's you know starting a new job. He's got some family issues recently. Not like bad, but. There's some health problems. Um, he's had a lot of people visiting, and you know he he runs. I mean, he's he's a busy guy, uh, as far as I can tell. Um, you know, like he sent me a picture of his tomato plants the other day. I was just absolutely delighted with the size of them, and I was like, "All right, good for you, buddy." I know this is. I love that it's important and stuff like that, and um, but yeah. In the meantime, be on the watch for. <laughs> For the next interview we've got, it's already recorded. I'll probably just drop it this week. Um, 
and you can get offended and whatnot. But this is uh, this is their official warning. The show is now going to go gloves off. It's uh, and by gloves off, I mean like we're just going to remove the boxing gloves and uh, you know maybe leave a little a couple little pads on there or something. But it's eh. it's it's time to it's time to start like getting a little more real. And I think that's part of why I've reduced how much I put out is I've been afraid to be more real because I want, I want, I've got this bias personally where I want to be friends with everybody and I never want to make anyone mad. And when I do, it bothers me. And personally, I think that's a weakness. Um, I think it's a weakness to constantly be worried about what everyone thinks of you. And, uh, that's that's not what being a grown up is all about. Being a grown up is is seeing what you seeing saying what you see honestly and not sneering at other people who see something different. And also not being bothered when some, you know, douchebag comes along, listens to five five minutes of your podcast, then gives you a one star review and disappears forever. Like that's just why would I listen to that kind of person? You know? It's just just like why? Why would I care? But anyway, it's all part of personal growth as well. I would like to get over it. I would like to get over being worried about what people think. And so I'm, that's what I'm, I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. And, uh, you know, it might even be that I end up recording that first part of Abraham Lincoln alone. Because I I think I could, I think I could do it. I think it would be really fun. Um, potentially. You know, and Neil does it, you know, and God bless Neil, by the way, of War and Conquest podcast. He's been putting out some great stuff. Um, you know, I listened to his show off and on a couple of years ago um, when we first started talking and I was just like, well, this is OK, you know, but he's been really knocking it out of the park recently. Uh, his whole um, Siege of Constantinople series, I think it was Constantinople. It was a while ago. It's been amazing. It's been a really, 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 really good um, series. So if you're looking for more history, I recommend that. And, uh, you know, he's been really supportive. We've been talking a lot about, um, you know, what he thinks could become if we talk about dead people and what he thinks, you know, I could do in the podcasting realm. And, uh, you know, say what you want about the guy. He knows, he knows, he does podcasting because he really loves it and he really believes in it. Same reason I do it. And that's why I can't just sit around and itching for weeks to get part two out before recording something and, and putting it out there in the ether. So, Anyway, I've rambled here for about 40 minutes, and I really don't have much else to say except that, you know, uh, the show's going to just start adjusting a little bit because I'm going to just start taking more ownership and putting more stuff out. It's going to be about history. It's going to be we talk about dead people. We're going to have the narrative episodes. But I'm a content creator, and I can't just stop <laughs> because, uh, you know, because of life. I, the life issues happen, and sure there's there's great reasons to take little breaks and things like that always but I got an itch that I gotta scratch and if it's just me once a week reading something and offering commentary I'm gonna scratch that itch um so I'm just warning you um I'm I'm giving you a warning there's gonna be hotter takes more content more me (laughs) and there's gonna be a lot more uh stuff coming out just, you know, I know you hate it that there's going to be more stuff from the show. Like, God forbid, more stuff. We can't take more stuff. Well, sorry to burst your bumble, but there's more stuff coming. 
and uh, I hope you join us for the ride because it's going to be really, really, really fun, I think. And sure, you know, things might change. It won't be consistent, but I don't even know if consistency is as far as like how the show is structured is even necessary anymore. I know lots of podcasts that have lots of different kinds of formats for their show. I know people who they'll put out a 15 minute episode one week of just them talking about things. And then the next week they'll do like a two hour presentation. And I love that kind of thing. So, you know, I guess maybe I over, I put too much confidence or not too much confidence, but too much belief in the importance of having this consistent structure. Maybe I just need to be like a freaking artist and just go for it. You know, be a little bit freer about it. I think that's what I'm going to do. And with all that being said, uh, look forward to more stuff or be afraid because it's going to be so juicy. So many hot takes are coming up. You're going to know what I think about everything and you're going to hate me. <laughs> all right. Seriously, guys, I hope you're having a, I hope you're having a good week and I hope you have a great day. And, uh, I, I hope you're as excited about this as I am. Um, but maybe you're, you're probably not because you're probably like, where the hell has this guy been? Well, we're back, baby. And uh, there's going to be so much stuff you're just going to get straight up annoyed with me. <laughs> but hey, that's, uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And that's the way it was. Signing off, I'm Walter Cronkite. <laughs>